Hello everybody, welcome back to You Can't Win. This is Tom here and I'm joined by Don as usual. Today we have our old friend Extra Napkins, also known as Steve. He's joining us and we're just going to talk a little bit, answer some of your questions, and hopefully it'll be a fun conversation. So, how are you doing Steve? How's it going? Uh, things are pretty good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Um, how's your lockdown going? Are you, like, so you're on the West Coast, what, like, is it a full lockdown for you? Like, what do you have to, are you out to work at all? Are you doing anything, you know what I mean? Or what's up um, with that? I mean, I'm, I don't have a real job anyway, so. Okay. <laughs> things haven't changed that that much for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, like for a lot of people I know, it seems like a new, the, the isolation is hard for them because they're normally uh, going to work every day and stuff. Um, and that now that they're home alone, they're not, you know, it's more isolation for them. But yeah, I don't know. I've been home. Uh, most days anyway. And now my, my uh, girlfriend's, I live with her. She's, um, she's got to work from home too. So it's like someone else is there all the time for me now. Oh yeah. It's like more people are around, you know? So yeah, it's actually yeah. the opposite it's of like, isolation, I guess. Sure. This is your like social time. Yeah. It's like other people are like, yeah. Okay. I see. They're locked in yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm trying to, uh, you know, not drive her crazy. Sure. Um, so it, it's like, it's the same, I don't know, I don't, it's like, so California, right? So are you in California or? Oh yeah, I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. So it's, it's, so it's like shut down the same as I think here where you just can't, you're not really supposed to go out at all. Or is it like, I don't know. Cause it seems like the United States is different in a lot of places. I don't know. So. Oh yeah, I'm not uh, sure. Um, I know they closed most stores. Um, like the grocery stores are open shorter hours. Um, you know, restaurants are takeout only. I don't know. I hear people say things like some someone posted something one time that was like cops are ticketing people for non-essential trips. But I think she was just like lying, making things up. I haven't seen anything like that. It just there's no reason to go out, really. There's, um, you know, nowhere to go. Yeah. I guess they closed. Did the you get your Trump dollars stuff. yet? Yeah, I got that. Oh, uh, nice. Exciting. You got any plans <laughs> for it? Um, No, I guess just use it to pay rent and <laughs> buy food and stuff. Normal <laughs> yeah. stuff. So yeah, then. that's that's kind of what I, I'm planning for. I, I have like a budgeting app that I use, and as soon as I get it, I'm just going to plug it right into that, and uh, <laughs> it'll be like an, an extra month or whatever paid up. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on was because uh, a few years ago you had that podcast, Good Smell Flannel, which actually indirectly sort of uh, encouraged me to maybe do my own podcast because... Uh, it was nice to hear, you know, it was a very pleasant podcast because it's very like uh, um, talking like a normal person <laughs> throughout it kind of thing. A lot of other podcasts <laughs> I find uh, were very much like high energy, punchy, um, you know, news of the day stuff that just, uh, you know, it's like it's it seems like it's uh, it takes a lot of like, uh, I don't know. It's it, it's almost like the attitude you have to have sometimes for some of those is like almost like a bully kind of thing, you know, or like a um, bubble pipe or something. And uh, so it, I don't know. It's nice that uh, it was nice to hear just, you know, pleasant stories and, stuff <laughs> and nice chatting and whatnot. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, I mean, yeah, so many podcasts turn me off with the like high energy and the fake laughing and the I don't know what they're trying to like. Yeah. Radio people like re talk radio. I don't know what the the affect is but um obviously i don't do it youtuber kind of stuff that's that's the like the impression i get is that like it's the same thing that youtubers are doing where it's just like trying to keep you engaged regardless like they're afraid that what they're saying is interesting so it's just like you know shouting at you barking at you 
Yeah, I can't. Uh, I can't take much of that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know much about that stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, although I saw you on uh, Truth Point, that was good. The stand up. The um, I saw you do the um, one where it was about the candidates. Yeah, and uh, that was fun. So yeah, that was that was interesting. No, that was kind of fun because um, I used to do. I did stand up like real life uh, comedy in front of people for a couple of years, and then. Uh, uh, I guess I when I moved to Los Angeles about two years ago, I stopped doing that at all, um, which I guess is the wrong way to do things. But anyway, I stopped when I moved out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah, they asked me to do that on the show, and uh, so I was I was playing a uh, an open mic comedian who was you know had been training in their open mic for years and finally got his big chance to be on uh, the big time Truth Point, and uh, I, I pre recorded it, but yeah, I don't know. I assumed I would be right back in it and good but i kind of it was it's hard uh cameras are like being in front of a camera it was weird and different and i, I just kind of like figured i'd be good and kind of th- they took the first take and uh i kind of like froze and stammered and a couple times and then finally like asked to uh bail out and stop and they, uh, <laughs> they just ignored me <laughs> and then use that take they're like no that was perfect that was the best one like it wouldn't it couldn't i thought you were doing it like as a bit but it was like uh yeah real desperation and terror uh, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> well that's that's fun i guess that's cool <laughs> i guess they liked uh, it so yeah let's just uh I pretend that i did it on purpose i guess <laughs> sure so Tr- is there truth is there point re- sorry truth sorry. point is the drill and Derek. Derek. That- yeah yeah okay yeah. um and so you haven't you haven't done stand up in LA? You're not. Um, I did it once or twice a couple of years ago, but no, I haven't. Uh, I just I haven't. I guess I gave is it. There, up. Is, I guess I. Uh, yeah. Is it? Is there some reason? Is it just because the comedy scene is quite different there, or is it just? Um, I mean, I go to see comedy pretty. Sure. I, I okay. went to see yeah. comedy pretty often when the world was still going. <laughs> yeah. But um, I I don't have whatever it is in me that makes me a stand up comedian. I guess I don't know. You're not really, um, yeah, you don't have like the same impulse that a lot of people do, I guess, out there. To... Attention seeking. Yeah, something about that. Or I guess if you do it here, you have to do it like for real as like a job thing. It can't just be like a fun, like a way to kill time or whatever. I don't know. I'm probably just, yeah. uh, part of it's probably just like preemptively quitting so before I could fail at it or not find any kind of success or whatever. I'm sure that's part of it, but. Yeah, I guess. Uh, do you find that? Do you find that uh, people out there are really like success oriented around that kind of stuff, like the people that you encounter, or is that more just kind of? It's more who you meet and stuff, or you know, is that like uh, I don't know? Because that's like the cliche is always that people in New York or outside of LA and stuff are very negative about everything, but then when you move there to California, everyone's like super positive about everything and about like trying to collaborate and work together and make things and stuff and to try to like i don't know that that's the cultural difference for you know for entertainment whatnot um yeah i guess so you see that to some extent um i mean there's definitely times when you i meet someone and feel like they scan me and realize that i am not worth that i can't get them anything or not worth talking to at all and just like go invisible immediately to them but I mean, yeah. there's like, I've met a lot of really cool, nice people. And I mean, Derek and Drill and all the Twitter. I've met a bunch of Twitter people out here, or uh, yeah. I guess real people who I knew through Twitter. Sure. And I run on everyone's nice and friendly and cool. Um, I mean, there definitely are those people that, uh, that 
dead-eyed psycho uh careerist people but <laughs> yeah yeah um are you finding it like okay to you know pay the bills and everything kind of get by is it like uh is it okay because i know it's pretty expensive out there right but is it is it kind of going okay so far or? um yeah things are good cool yeah um yeah so i mean with the with the art stuff so you've been doing a bit of uh i mean you do like uh i see like you know the cards and stuff and the um posters and whatnot like but uh that you know we can put the link and stuff in there um because i don't know it's, it's cool work i don't know what to um you know and uh thanks yeah it's good no and, yeah uh, i do a i do a thing through patreon where i i yeah. print um like a hundred something postcards i like screen print them every month and send them all over the world and to people mm-hmm. um so and that's most of my pays most of my rent cool yeah, I, it's funny because uh, I, cool. I had intended to sign up as soon as I had my own place, and then uh, I haven't had my own place yet. So it's just, uh, I always, I, there's some level of, I felt weird about like sending it to my uncle's house or something. I don't know. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just, or, yeah. Or, yeah. I just like, um, and uh, especially, yeah. So, but um, yeah. Uh, so, how is that going right now in lockdown? Are you able to get work done, or is it like, uh, you know, is there, is it, I guess you said, you know, there's more people around in some respects, but like, and I don't know, I feel like for me, my sleep schedule is being completely off and everything's been a bit weird, um, even though it's not like much has changed in my life because just, you know, I just stay home most of the time anyways too, but like, yeah, uh, um, how's the work coming along? Yeah, definitely. I'm on kind of the same wavelength. Um, I mean, I've, I got the monthly, I have the, this, the monthly thing, the once a month sending the cards out and that's fine. Um, I've done it a couple times now, I guess. Uh, but yeah, I'm the same way where I, I tend to naturally just like stay up late and sleep in and have trouble getting to bed and trouble, you know, it's hard to not just wake up and like read the news or dick around on Twitter all day and zone out and read about horrible things happening. Uh, yeah, it's hard to do creative stuff. I've got some longer comics projects I'm working on that, uh, I'm kind of in the middle of and it's hard to hard to feel like you're making progress hmm. have you always done this sort of like creative stuff like uh like you said you don't really have a real job have you ever had quote unquote a real job or oh yeah i lived in um sort of illinois creative? and worked at like a, a grocery store for a long time like a co-op grocery store i was in the kitchen mm-hmm. for a couple of years um which i really liked but um i got like carpal tunnel kind of stuff from that uh, which was a bummer, uh, anyway, and then worked, uh, like doing cash registers and kind of a manager for a while. Um, and then, yeah, when I moved out here, uh, haven't found anything yet. Yeah. So do you, do you prefer that kind of thing or do you like sort of being independent and, and kind of like, you know, making a living? Off I mean, of yeah, it's, def- it's all that kind of thing. easier or it's less, I mean, going to having a job is a bummer. I don't know how long I can get away without it, but, um, but also, you know, it gives you structure. It gives you, you know, people, coworkers, and a place to go. Um, <laughs> I, I when I when I was working at the grocery store and you know talking to people in that function all day and doing stand up at night, I guess I was better at uh, talking and more personable and able to talk to people better than <laughs> now. I'd probably be better if I was uh, if I was still doing that on your show here, but. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I think you're fine, Steve. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I find that I find that for myself is that uh, even when I like if I don't go out for a few days, I haven't really been into town for 
um, few weeks now kind of thing. I live out in the like uh, middle of the countryside kind of okay. thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, I find, it, yeah, I feel like if I uh, went out and was like doing things now, I'd probably only be able to handle like a few minutes before I got too anxious or something. Because it's just like I lose a lot of those skills and I lose a lot of the just the basic, um, you know, being able to tolerate uh, talking to people kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, exactly. I find, yeah, <laughs> but I actually... Uh, I don't know. I feel like uh, it's it, it, there is something healthy about yeah being in constant interaction with different people and stuff. But um, you know, I don't know. I think it's a uh, it's going to be strange if uh, it keeps going on and on. But uh, um, we're going to have to find alternatives and stuff just to keep that sort of connections and stuff going. But yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's uh, yeah, I don't know. Are things much different uh, where you guys are? Um, it's here. I'm in Chicago. Uh, it's pretty similar to what you described. Um, yeah, like a lot of stores are closed, although it seems like some of the ones that were closed are now opening back up. Uh, I noticed some restaurants in my area that had closed that have opened back up and, 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 you know, those are considered essential. So I think that they were not like ordered to be closed. They just decided to close or something. And, uh, yeah, school just, they just announced that school is going to be closed yeah. for the rest of the academic year. So that's interesting that pretty much the last like month or so they've been out. So yeah, I, I mean, the buses are oh, free, that's nice. so that's cool. <laughs> they, they make you get on in the back and because there's no like little machine, like the, the thing that you like tap your card on to charge your fare, that whole thing, that's not in the back of the bus. So they just said, if there's, if there's no fee thing huh. there, then you, you don't have to pay. Yeah, that's and cool. So that's uh, here. That's like, uh, everything is shut down basically almost completely. Like there's a Walmart and it's very strange in there because it's like Walmart is already kind of a strange store just in general, I guess <laughs> I find it's kind of a, just a weird big place, but they have like tape all over the floor now everywhere. So that like, it's like a grid pattern throughout the entire store so that you stay away from people and, uh, you know, so you know how far you are from other people just to make sure. And, uh, you know, everything is sprayed down and everything is, I don't know. And that's like basically the only store that's open. I've been to Walmart twice in the past, probably like month and a half. And, uh, other than that, everything else is closed down basically. Like the, you know, the restaurants have where you can kind of pick up things that's like drop off, whatever. Um, but like say to get into town from here, we have to drive about 15 minutes, um, just to get into like any sort of civilization basically so that like uh it's it's very strange it feels like i'm out i don't know it's like uh yeah it's it's very but i mean it's also i can't complain because i'm out in the countryside so it's like you know you can take like a nice walk around and by the lake or something down by the lake and you know it's yeah that's nice yeah that's that's better than a lot of i feel if i were uh trapped in a place in a city i might feel more claustrophobic about that or something so yeah yeah, I just went for a walk in the park today, and that, it's nice just to have that as an option. I haven't really been taking advantage of it as much as maybe I should, but it's it's just nice that, that it's there. You know, like I, I'm not, I, th- I think there's a big difference between like if you have the option or if you don't, like if you don't, you really feel locked in or whatever. But if you, if as long as you know that you can go see some trees and some wildlife and some greenery and that kind of stuff, it just feels less uh like yeah, right when it started here, like, like at the beginning that. of March, um, it also like rained every day. Like we had a really rainy March for some reason. So that was just kind of a bummer. Uh, just being trapped inside yeah, and feel, having it yeah. cold and rainy also. Cold for LA. 
uh, yeah, is it heating up quite a bit now, or is it? I don't know the temperature wise what it would be there. I, I'm used to Canada, so it's always you know it's extremes, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty moderate all the time. It's in the 60s mostly. Um, yeah, it was it was warm and sunny for like January, February, and then March was like the cold, rainy month for some reason. Um, are you working on any sort of like skills or anything like you're trying to like people are trying to teach themselves languages and all that kind of stuff or uh, is there anything like additional you're like okay I'm gonna use this time for this or something or yeah I've been building these um synthesizers like modular synthesis kind of stuff I guess it's a uh, yeah just something I started this year after Christmas um, I guess it's like a little bit lower uh, lower quality kind or something but um, I've been making these little, you know, you can find schematics and circuit stuff online. So I build little pieces and put them in these like lunch boxes and then connect them to each other with wires and stuff. And uh, so, yeah, I've been doing that a lot. Yeah, they, they look cool. Yeah, I was listening to some of them you had on. I think it was like on Instagram or Twitter, one of them. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah, they're neat. They're, they, they seem like very uh like low tech or something like kind of just you know the very basics being but uh they sound cool yeah so yeah it's fun um you know if you you can have build all these different things and plug them into each other and attach them in different ways so you can kind of just always make new things and add them in and it's like you find you know you test out the circuit on a breadboard and get it to work and that'll take like a whole day and then you know solder it together more permanently and uh, test it out and make sure it works and everything. And that'll take, you know, a day or two on its own. So there's kind of always just more stuff to do. Fill my days, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you think you would uh, make, yeah. Is it like, what do you have like an outcome for that other than just what you're sort of playing around right now with, or is it like going to be, do you have like some aim for the long term with that kind of thing? Like, is it to make certain types of music or something, or is it just to uh, see how it goes? Yeah. Um, when I was a 20 something, I used to go do a lot of like experimental noise music stuff. And I played it with a, I had a band for a while and I would, you know, do guitar pedals plugged into each other, like feedback loops. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't really know what I'm going to do with this. I doubt I'm ever going to perform with it. It's kind of just to have fun or for, you know, to, for myself kind of just like meditative or something and just have this you know slowly changing slowly evolving uh patterns or whatever i don't know cool i used to be into that kind of music too i kind of messed around with some of some stuff when i was like in high school made some of that kind of thing and i wouldn't listen to a little bit of it couldn't really listen to the harsh stuff too much like coming out of japan is a little bit too much and i think i i gave it a shot and i was like really listening to it full oh, yeah, that would not be I, fun. I have tinnitus now i don't know if it's directly ca- caused by that but possible i guess but um yeah but i was just thinking like i wonder if there's some sort of overlap or connection somehow between because you used to be on FIAD like I was and we were on Rezone together like we kind of have shared a lot of the same internet spaces and the same kind of like sense of humor and the same sensibility in general maybe and I I just wonder if there's some kind of overlap there yeah maybe I know I music and like um, sort of like online I mean yeah online people I guess that I found out through about a lot of music and books through people's uh, recommendations uh, yeah, Dinosaur Jerk and Robert and people used to, <laughs> they used to be into that uh, Japanese noise stuff. Posted a lot of that stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, I used to go to shows a lot um, in Chicago, I guess. Uh, you know, it kind of, it's fun in a live setting. And also it's like, you know, short 10, 15 minute sets and it's just loud and fast and chaotic and then it's over. And uh, you're in a weird, somebody's weird loft that's like half renovated or the start of renovating before it, you know, got torn down somewhere and there's a lot of weird uh also awkward internet uh type people around you uh yeah i guess it makes more sense in that kind of setting it, yeah it sounds nice i don't know i i've i've always been too anxious usually to go to shows so i i was only uh i've only gone to a few different um shows like of different things in my life really i went to uh yeah, like, and some of it has been electronic, but I, I don't know. I should actually, yeah, I think that stuff like that I would enjoy. Like, that that makes it sound pleasant. doesn't sound, uh, I know, it, it, I mean, it sounds strange that you're saying, oh, it's this uh, chaotic music in uh, sort of, like, dank, renovated <laughs> in an environment. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that sounds like it would fit with my uh, mental state. <laughs> so, but uh, um, uh, I was thinking maybe we should try to do some questions now, maybe, Tom, do you think, or? from the from the audience yeah yeah i wrote down a bunch of them to start that i thought would be uh from people and uh one of them the first one is uh it's all about the money boys and it was a uh, four exclamation points um not sure it's not really not a lot of a question there but uh um agree but yeah is that one of those those protesters trying to get the economy reopened <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah someone uh yeah agitating in your twitter your discord channel <laughs> this, is a, this is curious cat so it's people this includes okay. uh the random yahoos online kind of thing the people that uh wander across our profile and uh um need to get their thoughts out to us so um yeah it's all about the money boys i guess so it could be also a marxist person kind of being like historical materialist or something about that like lenin who, follow who, the money uh, yeah <laughs> um what will donald do once he gets a blue check also does tom want one too and so uh, also steve doesn't have like the i'll add as my side that steve doesn't have one yet but uh um how do you feel about that steve do you want do you want uh jack to get you a blue check and uh verify your online presence i mean it seems pretty good um i mean i don't care now but it seems like having the uh like bronze hammer sometimes for some reason uh he'll get a lot of replies like he control the the news people or whatever they like reply to him or acknowledge them that's the reason to have one right because other blue checks have to like you know they see your posts yeah yeah that was what so i want one for the main reason why i want one is so that for like the first month afterwards before i get bored of it i will reply to all of the local canadian politicians <laughs> because 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 uh it's it's there's a you know there's there's sort of a threshold there where um i feel like it would really really annoy some other staffers or something like that so yeah they're too um, comfortable yeah <laughs> and then uh i don't know and then after that i'll pivot and get a job at wall street journal or something and uh um with it and uh make enough money to uh i don't know buy real estate or whatever you'll do um first you get the blue check then you get the yeah investment direct properties line to it yeah direct line yeah um so how about tom how are you feeling about this uh yeah i think it would make it a little bit difficult for me to 
you know, infiltrate socialist groups and kind of yeah. undermine the revolutionary effort if I had a big blue check mark indicating that I was working for the man or whatever. Sure. So I kind of like going undercover and not having the whole verified thing kind of blowing my sure. cover, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm happy to... Because I got the protection from the CIA anyways, so it doesn't really give me anything. It just sort of makes it a little more obvious. Um. So what do you guys think about existentialism? Uh, well, the, the problem with that term is that it's kind of broad and a little bit vague and ill-defined, you know, so it really depends on what exactly are you asking about. I, th- I like some existentialist thinkers. Uh, I like Camus fine, you know. Uh, I really like The Stranger, actually. You know, I read that like everybody else in high school, but I really liked that book. I thought it was just like a, a nice read. And, um, you know, I like Kierkegaard. Uh, yeah, I I, th- I think it's fine. I, I think there's also kind of a side of existentialism that sort of, that I don't agree with, that kind of becomes a little bit too self-involved or something. It's a little bit kind of like, uh, I don't know, it sort of veers into libertarianism or something like that. And that's not something that I'm very interested in or that I, I think that I would agree with, like just the fundamental principles of it all. But yeah, it, it's it's fine, but it really depends on what you're talking about. Um, Steve, I, I know a lot of your uh, the stuff that I've read that you've uh, produced and also even uh, your usernames and whatnot uh, have related to sort of things related to existentialism in different ways. And um, so I thought I'd ask about that and uh, see if you've, you know, ever been, uh, you know, have you like, do you do you, uh, st- you know, get into that sort of thing a lot or, you know, what I mean, like read about it or. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I read The Stranger at you know, 17, 18 too, probably. And that was, uh, I thought it was cool. I took a class my freshman year of college. I did like a, you had to take these, uh, kind of seminars and like specific topics. And I took one on existentialism, um, where we read, yeah, Camus and, uh, Sartre and, uh, Fanon and, um, who was Sartre's wife? I I forget. Anyway, it was a cool class. Yeah. De Beauvoir. Um, but, uh, anyway, yeah, the, um, a lot of the, the stuff about, you know, things being in themselves or, you know, not having essential, I forget what it was, but a lot of, anyway, a lot of it seemed like self-evident to me already before I read it or the, I don't know. Sorry. I'm saying I'm not speaking clearly. Um, it's the descriptive stuff makes sense. The, uh, going from that to, to any kind of like, you should act a certain way or you should behave in a certain way it seems like they never really make that there's not really anywhere to make that connection i don't know yeah when i was more uh depressed it, that part of it really really disappointed me kind of thing because it, i'd be reading all these things that'd be really i thought incisive descriptions of all the you know sort of anxiety and things that i was feeling and then the you know then the sort of you know uh so you should be happy kind of thing you know just or whatever just never really it uh never yeah that doesn't really get you anywhere yeah yeah, the jump didn't really make sense to me there so yeah Um, i do like the um yeah the classic like uh you know existential novel of the disaffected male character who kind of wanders around and things happen to him and he never really makes any effort or makes any uh I, I always enjoyed that sort of story that kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, appeals yeah. to me. Sure. Yeah. And, um, 
uh i think you posted uh one um like a uh comic the other day that was uh um the person that uh you know is getting pelted whatever like and was wearing the suit and gets pelted and then yeah repeats the stories and whatnot and uh I don't know that, <laughs> that that sort of thing very much uh, seems yeah to sort of resonate with that with the sort of existential sort of themes or whatever but yeah so yeah I've got more of that planned out it's kind of ongoing I mm-hmm. haven't updated it I think since February it's one of the things I am having troubles getting work on <laughs> sure yeah it's supposed it's to be thing, ongoing yeah um, thanks sure um, so the next question is every time I see your podcast title I think of that song you can't win from the Wiz. <laughs> I picture Donald as the Michael Jackson scarecrow and Tom as one of the taunting crows. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, that's about right. So um, that's not where we got it from, but it, it could be. We could. That will be the once we become like a musical theater podcast or something, we'll transition into that, and then we'll uh, try to convince people that that's where we got it from, and then uh, we'll make those huge musical theater dollars. Like, well, yeah, maybe we could become like a Hamilton podcast. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, I think our audience would love that. uh, Yeah, when we first started the podcast and I was setting up the YouTube channel and all that kind of stuff, I just sort of like typed in you can't win to see what pops up when you search that on YouTube. And I that's the first time I ever like knew about this, the whiz thing. You know, I I had never heard of it before. So I saw that. I was like, whoa, Michael Jackson is in this. This is crazy. And I showed it to tabs and she was like, yeah, this is super famous. How did you not know about this? (laughs) So, I never really knew much about it. I like I'd never seen it uh, before. Whatever. I, I, I Googled the song for when I saw the question and, um, very strange. (laughs) I don't know. Um, yeah, it's a pretty weird musical. the, The movie. I mean, yeah i watched um, it a year or two ago oh really yeah for the first time so um have you guys ever read homage to uh, homage to catalonia by orwell a guy who's a big time rich corporate lawyer i know says it's his, one of its favorite books also he's a trot so yeah so that's where he goes to spain and hangs out with the anarchists and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah i've read that what do you like it or not? Or I don't know, yeah. Uh, it's it was fine. I I didn't I really didn't find it objectionable, but I also didn't think it was particularly amazing or anything. Like uh, people seem to have pretty extreme opinions about it because they kind of project something onto it. Like it, it sort of represents something to them politically, and then they sort of have their own political p- position, and it becomes like this totem for that. And I thought it was if you know if you just kind of take it for what it is, it's yeah. just you know an interesting little experience that he had and it, it wasn't great wasn't terrible you know yeah uh steve have you read it or no um i, I read animal farm in 1984 but i think that's <laughs> that's it <laughs> yeah yeah um march to catalonia yeah i mean i liked it in that uh so yeah like a lot of people read it and kind of come across uh, you know get this very romantic idea of uh you know f- going off to fight in a revolution and whatnot but i read i started rereading it uh, last year and uh the thing that really shocked me the most like sort of came across was just how stupid his life (laughs) being kind of thing like like war is just so stupid and uh it's not like he couldn't really hide that like i mean he didn't want to like that his whole kind of point of that was that you know sometimes he might have to have a revolution like this he might actually have to do uh something you know it might be necessary to fight or whatever but uh, he just talks a lot about like rats and uh, you know his feet getting soaking wet for like days yeah. and 
him having to crawl through the mud and all this stuff. It just, it sounds so bad. It just, it's <laughs> not even like, it's not like, uh, I don't know. So I don't know why. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel strange that a lot of people read it and then they're like, oh man, I wish I was with all the rats. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of felt the same way where it, it seemed to highlight a lot of like the mundane shittiness of living like that. Another thing that struck me about it was how like segmented the yeah. the country had become, and even like within cities and stuff, it really seemed like much more difficult to get things from one place to to the other. Yeah, I also thought that like the overall art of it kind of played into this idea that maybe it wasn't a good idea for him to go because he just uh, you know he he lives through this terrible you know all these betrayals and all these like very very terrible things where he's just for months or whatever is just sitting in mud and and cold and whatnot and uh the other side has like you know top line weapons a lot of them and not hit you know his side just has you know uh broken rifles and all that and he uh and then yeah and then he gets shot in the throat you know like that's what happened to him and uh has to leave and that's it like just kind of uh i don't know it's almost like an existentialist novel of its own or something he could have if he was french he would have uh <laughs> um, bitch that in a different direction I think but yeah I don't know that's a very uh, I don't know and, and then later on he even said he had a quote where he said that like he wrote about mm-hmm. the Spain, Spanish Revolution later on and he said you know when I wrote that book um, I thought it was pretty obvious that like uh, the Germans and uh, you know all the Spanish uh, troops and that had just superior weapons and firepower and no one else in the world was really other than the Soviet Union was backing up the rebel like uh, sorry the um republican side and he's like so there was no real way to win he said like there's no way you could have you know i mean there may be some long shot strategy or whatever might have won but like he said basically they were screwed so it's funny because a lot of the people that read that book that's their kind of angle for that is like oh look at they got betrayed and you know they're they should have tried to fight without the soviet union or something and it's like no just life sucks sometimes i don't know so yeah i don't know like yeah um so the next question is, can we get some cheering applause for essential workers, especially CIA assets and their handlers? So. <laughs> I was going to say, boo, no, shut up. Go back to work. <laughs> but yeah, CIA assets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. That is a strange phenomenon. I don't know. I, I'm not. I I'm hate not, it. I really yeah. hate that shit. And yeah. the dancing, all the TikTok dancing and stuff. I, yeah. That just gets on my nerves for some reason. I, I find it, I, I don't know, I, I find it very strange. I guess people just want to be able to do something, some people. But I feel like the higher up you go in the food chain, the the, the, le- the less it, uh, you know, I don't really want to hear, um, you know, like if like Boris Johnson is telling people to cheer or something like that, then I don't want to do that, whatever. But like, uh, if it's like some random person on my street being like, oh yeah, you got to clap for healthcare workers. It's like, yeah, okay, well, fine. But like, yeah, if it's like Jeff Bezos or something, I don't care, but yeah. Um, right okay um do you guys have any favorite k-pop bands steve do you got a favorite k-pop band um i don't understand what that is at all or why uh why it's happening it's totally baffling to me yeah nothing i've seen from it uh makes any sense yeah um it's it's a uh, it's terrifying yeah it's a uh, it's one of those things where i don't i don't know how it's allowed at some level i guess <laughs> it's you know like it's just like the uh, and people it's like the extremely synchronized dancing and all that and 
I don't know. It seems like one of those things where they just, yeah, they, they pack them up at the end of the night or whatever and all that kind of thing. It's very <laughs> ominous. And, I don't know. It, it, it seems ominous that, like, a lot of people I know really like it. And so there's got to be something there that, like, I don't understand. Um, so, yeah. I think it's sort of like, you know, like uh, those bands in the 90s, like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and all that kind of stuff. It sort of feels like the Koreans saw that and were like, yeah. Let's do that. Like, yeah, let's, like, let's, let's make it in a sweatshop. <laughs> you know, so they just like churn this stuff Mass out. Mass produce these guys. Yeah. yeah. And it's I, Yeah. I've heard that the conditions that the performers have to work in and stuff is like really bad. Yeah. Like they uh, have like mental breakdowns and stuff and they're like locked into these contracts that are sure. yeah. very, uh, I mean, I don't want to compare it necessarily to slavery, like in a direct <laughs> way, but like that they are unable to get out of it. They have to, they're forced to work, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. They're not allowed to have any kinds of political opinions or... Uh, well, that's fine. Koreans you know, are not good with that. Like, they should. <laughs> <Anyway. laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, but, yeah, it is very, very uh, ominous to me. The It makes me kind of... It's so strange that it then makes me then think about stuff that uh, is happening here yeah. in the same way, like the entertainment industry or whatnot, or journalism or anything. I kind of go, like, wait a minute, hold on. Is that like what we're been doing the whole time? Is that all being the same? You know, like is it all like all all the bands that I like? You know, being locked up at night and all that kind of thing. You know, I don't know. So there's some. It's uh, it's that level of ominous to me. But yeah, um, between between the K-pop people talking about it, and then also there's a whole segment of I guess young people trying to reevaluate like new metal and being like a lot of it's actually really good to listen to. And just these like <laughs> stuff that we've lived, you know, people our age, we lived through it once we got through it. And now they're trying to like take us back to that, like dark time and cultural history. Like, uh, it's a bummer. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. so bad. I used to listen to Limp Bizkit all the time and I, I loved it. <laughs> oh no. They got into him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, if there was a socialist mass uprising tomorrow, would you guys join it? Uh, yeah. So I could, shoot the leader and take over and redirect it towards Sharia or whatever. Yeah. Okay. How about you, Steve? Are you joining in? Um, tomorrow's no good for me, but, um, maybe if it's Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a, I don't know. I'm not really a group activity person most of the time. Um, I could like, I I, I would provide. I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know what value I would provide to the movement. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, um, but I, I would probably be just happy watching at home kind of thing. And, you know, although, yeah, I feel like, uh, I complain too much, so I would probably die within the first year of a revolution or something. I don't know if that makes me for or against it. It just kind of, it just, uh, it's, it, it is what it is kind of thing. Um, just have to accept that as my reality. So, cause, uh, there's no way I'm not complaining about whatever happens, even if it's like perfect. So, yeah. Um, what next question is, what do you really think of the Dalai Lama? Is he CIA? And um, so, I don't know. It seems like uh, he has like a, I always think it's there's this funny clip of him saying that like, uh, they were like asked him if he ever had any sexual thoughts or anything like that. And um, he said that like sometimes when he dreams, he closes his, he's like, he's like, I close my eyes and he's like, I see like a naked woman. And then I go, no, no, no. 
no, 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 kind of thing or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I won't, I won't do that or something. And I'm like, yeah, that's just not, that's not true. That's, that's the not. MK Ultra program. <laughs> that's not, I don't know. But uh, I don't know. It's, it's very strange that he became a world figure, really, if you think about it. Kind of thing, like a person that a lot of people know because it just kind of came out of, it's like a, but I guess it's for a, per, I mean, it, you know, it's obviously heavily promoted in that, but it, you know, if you're going to have someone that just goes around saying like, be compassionate, be nice to people and all that kind of stuff, that seems fine. I don't know. You can't complain about that. So, I mean, you can, and I will, but it's just like, I don't know. Like it's not, it's not the worst person that's being promoted by uh, heavily in the media and stuff of overall kind of thing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how involved he is with like the whole Tibet, China, situation exactly i i mean i'm pretty sure he's pro tibet in a variety of ways obviously but i i don't know how much of a political you know how much political influence he necessarily has or whatever or like how much this gets promoted by people who are trying to push back on china or whatever and i even if that's the case i don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing because i don't know I, i just don't know enough about the situation to uh to really make a judgment on that but uh, I do know that he said that someone asked him about like if there could be a female Dalai Lama or whatever, like, you know, because they get resurrected and yeah. all this kind of stuff. And he said that, yeah, but she would have to be pretty because no one's going <laughs> to listen to an ugly person. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I think it's also funny that China, they, they created this thing where, um, so in China, like the religions have to have some sort of, you know, like state broad approval. So there's like a Tibetan church, like a Tibetan Buddhist, you know, uh, organization uh, that's like patriotic. Like, so it's the official sort of Chinese one. And they, in that organization, they already selected their own uh, new Dalai Lama, like for the next generation. Um, they like said, okay, this is the person that's like the, I guess they call it something like Pacha Lama or something. And uh, so he's being selected already by the chinese government basically which i thought is like a power move because that's like it's like choosing the next pope or something kind of thing or something you know like it's just like yeah saying yep that's the next person so i don't know that's a very bold thing to do i think and you got to give them credit for that at least you know the boldness i I also i do want to add like if he had any hand in the development or proliferation of western buddhism then i think he's completely satanic because that is just that's a horrible thing that he's done to all those poor boomers. Their soft little brains are so susceptible to some, those kinds of ideas. That's just not know. good. I think it's pleasant. I think it's nice. I, yeah. I I agree with like Zizek, who I think said it's like the most evil thinking or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, have, I don't know. I don't have a... Do you have any opinions on Buddhism, Steve? Uh, I don't know anything about it. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um yeah, let's go to the next one. Uh, uh, what's a good introdu- introduction to Noam Chomsky? So uh, I would say uh, one of the reasons why he was important and like you might want to read him is his criticism of, in terms of like foreign affairs stuff, I have no idea about linguistics, but um, he did like a article about um, the Vietnam War and its coverage um, and how the academics and smarty men all, uh, the way that they framed everything was uh, extremely... Um, it conceded a lot to the pro-war side and just, you know, was totally, uh, you know, evil. And I, I feel like, I don't know, because there's this new trend to be anti-Chomsky, especially because he said that people should vote for Biden and he kind of said it in strong terms. And, uh, but yeah, and then the, my favorite thing by him is, 
Government in the Future, which they put out as a small book, but you can just find online as a speech or uh, just the text of it or whatever. And that kind of just gives his basic worldview on politics, I think. And uh, it's helpful. So, yeah. How about you, Tom? You can also uh, get on our Patreon and listen to our Noam Chomsky episode. We did a whole episode about the guy. So I did it about that, uh, basically about that, his sort of anarchist politics and what I agree with it on it about. I really like a lot of the way that he frames things. Um, And even though it's not like if you if you know about leftism from Twitter, then it's I think it's very different from what a lot of people uh, sort of the way that they frame things nowadays. But I think it's useful for things for like the Cold War stuff that people talk about, because for Chomsky, the Cold War was very functional. Like it was very like it was helpful for both the Soviet Union and uh, United States government, like their their elites to think that they were in rivalry and stuff and think that they were. Uh, at the edge of war and whatnot, he thought that was actually, you know, and and I think that's true nowadays with Russia and China still in the United States because I think that there's this race now to try to, you know, say that the United States is trying to go to war with China and that China is, you know, the helpless victim in that or whatever, and I think it's more functional. I think that China, you know, wants that kind of thing to, like they want that rivalry sense so that they can, uh, you know, it's helpful for, pacification or whatever so yeah mm-hmm. i like his look these days oh he does he's yeah real, he looks pretty he's rough, real yeah. furry looking <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i feel bad for him he's he's uh obviously you know very very old and his wife has died and stuff so i feel bad but i don't know yeah um yeah uh next question is what culture dresses the best in the world hmm what popped into mind first for me is like the uh, the subcontinent, the shalwar kameez and all that. I think that looks pretty. pretty yeah, good. like a, yeah, like India and, and Pakistan and stuff. You mean? Yeah, yeah, and then like I like the you know the way women dress there. It's it's like nice and colorful and drapey and stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I think that's probably the that. prettiest um, to me. But uh, yeah, so I would go with that too. How about you, Steve? Do you think there's a uh. culture? <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to um decide it's not it's not a supremacist thing we should say <laughs> you're, you're like you're not you're not gonna be endorsing uh um yeah Modi definitely or something. not if i'm going for the subcontinent I'm, it's not a supremacy sure. vote i mean i guess i gotta give it up for the italians yeah like in <laughs> okay. the sopranos the uh <laughs> yeah. some of those carmela outfits in the early seasons uh the way furio dresses sure yeah that's that's a good um Classic, timeless, tasteful. Uh, sure. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I have like a very waspy kind of repulsion to the that sort of thing. It just seems like really tacky yeah. to me in a way that I just like can't deal with it. Um, so, and then uh, the last question I think we'll do is, uh, how do you get over bad habits like arguing? Anyone have any thoughts? Um, arguing. Hmm? Oh, sure, bad habits of... like arguing. That's a strange uh, example yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, I read. Well, if they're on Twitter, it kind of makes sense, True. I guess. I am um, something I, I don't know where I heard it or somebody told me a couple of years ago. Um, like if you're training a dog, you can't just say, don't do that. Uh, you can't just say like, you know, don't do something. You have to say like sit or heal or, you know, you have to tell them to do something. And uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, your brain is kind of the same or you can't. You can't just tell yourself to stop having bad habits. You have to like find something to do instead or like replace the habit with a different one or something like that. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think they recommend like cigarette smokers like get like carrot sticks. I've heard that before, like because it's it sort of like satisfies the oral fixation, like you're used to having a cigarette in your mouth. So instead, you have like a little bag of carrot sticks and you chew on those all day. Um, yeah, I, I think what you said, Steve, makes a lot of sense. I've heard that same sort of principle applied to parenting. Like if you're trying to teach a kid not to do something, you tell them what to do instead of like just telling them don't do something. So I guess if you're trying to avoid a bad habit, you want to A, like be able to identify when you're doing it. You need to be aware that it's happening and then B, have some sort of go-to thing that you can do instead. So like if you're getting into arguments on Twitter or whatever, or if, let's, let's assume that's what they're talking about, then maybe you just shut down Twitter as soon as you realize what's happening and you go find something else to do. You, you know, find a specific thing that you will go do instead. Or say something positive about people. Build people up instead of uh, tearing people down. Yeah, I think Every that's time you feel it. the there urge you, although, to be mean, be nice instead. That Although <laughs> I did have a... I was thinking about this the other day. I had a therapist once that um, you get like... I find that like with therapy and things like that, like you get like a lot of it is uh, you just have to keep going through the bad advice until you get like good advice kind of thing. Because I had this one uh, therapist that said that what I should be doing is looking in a mirror. If I felt sad, I should go to it and look in a mirror and then like smile, just smile, like look in the mirror and smile. And she said that that would like positively reinforce uh smiling so that i wouldn't feel bad and stuff and i thought that sounded so psychotic to me that <laughs> i was just like <laughs> i was like i don't want to i don't know or like I, I, and i can kind of i guess if it works for someone it works but like affirmations and stuff where you like write down or like i'm great at this or whatever and stuff like that and just i don't know yeah it's uh it's strange but so yeah i mean uh, yeah i guess with arguing and stuff you want to look at what you're getting out of it like what's your goal What's your point? I always find this strange with like people that are trying to like convince other people of their positions on like d detailed things online. Like they actually seek it out. Like the people that, uh, you know, like will follow a keyword or something and then just reply to everyone about that and uh, tell them their opinions on something. I find that like very uh, strange. But so there's got to be some sort of outcome you're looking for from that. And uh, I don't know. That's what I would be, uh, you know. I would be wary about what you're looking for in terms of your like mental result or something. Like, are you actually looking to argue with people for a productive reason or if it's just because, you know, you're anxious or something. So, yeah. Yeah. I, when I used to get more out of that kind of thing was when I was like trying to learn about a certain political thing or whatever, I would sort of argue about it with people just to kind of feel out how it works, you know, like to kind of see what the arguments are for and against if it's defensible or or not. And as soon as I kind of like feel like I got my fill of that, I have no interest in like just debating with random people online. Yeah. So I tend to think like if that's something that you find yourself getting into a lot unproductively and you're not doing that sort of like self-educational thing, it's probably satisfying some kind of impulse that you maybe don't want to be reinforcing like that. Yeah. Like it might be some kind of, like you said, anxiety thing or maybe some kind of ego thing or something like that. And that's probably a, a good thing to uh, try to avoid. Yeah. yeah although I need to get offline. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I mean, I and read a book yeah. or something that's yeah that's mm -hmm. the problem for me I've, i i do it because of anxiety stuff like i do bother people online sometimes and that's because you know i just uh it's uh just like a yeah it is a bad habit so yeah i don't know um yeah so anyways i thought you know that's the hour and um uh i wanted to thank you know steve for coming on and chatting with us 
Um, yeah, thanks for having me. Is there anything else that you wanted to plug or bring up or um, tell people about? Or we can put in the notes some of the links and stuff to your various um, ventures. And, oh, yeah, check uh, out yeah. um, patreon.com slash stevescards. And for only five bucks, I'll mail you a little uh, screen-printed postcard every month. Um, yeah, and they look very artwork. cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So uh, thanks, and uh, cool. Yeah, thanks for having me. Good to talk to you guys. Yeah, yeah thanks, Steve. All right, guys. So if you want another episode of You Can't Win every week, you can subscribe to our Patreon, and you'll get that, as well as access to our Discord. And we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening.